Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good Thursday morning. That massive winter storm on the move. And it is causing a ton of problems from coast to coast. Morning, everybody. It's February 23rd, and this is today. Slammed. Tens of millions across more than half the country being impacted by snow, ice, and bitter cold. Hundreds of thousands waking up without power this morning. Flight cancellations causing chaos at airports. And in the South, another day of record heat on tap. Al is tracking it all. Breaking overnight, deadly rampage. At least three people killed, two others wounded by a gunman in Orlando, including a television news crew covering the shootings. Tragically, uh, one of the news 13 employees has passed. Just ahead, the emotional tributes to the victims and what we're learning about the suspect now in custody. New tensions. President Biden arrives home from Europe overnight to more saber rattling from Vladimir Putin, vowing in a new speech to strengthen Russia's nuclear forces. A live report straight ahead. On the stand, inside a pivotal day at the Alec Murdoch trial, the defense now considering calling him to testify what that could mean for the case and the jury. We're live at the courthouse. All that plus Diners Club, some of your favorite restaurant chains taking a page from the Netflix playbook. What you need to know about the newest subscription services. And don't have a cow. Why the FDA is now stepping in to decide what can and can't be called milk in your grocery store. Today, Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us Thursday morning. We've got Chanel in for Hoda again. And boy, this weather map <sighs> has a little something for everybody. Say, busy morning today. Yeah, it's a cross-country winter storm, and it's dangerous. Nearly 50 million people under alerts this morning as that system continues to slam parts of the Midwest, and it's headed east. For the second day in a row, more than 1,000 flights are already canceled or delayed, and nearly 1 million people are without power. Al is all over it, got the latest on the forecast, but let's start with NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez. He's in the middle of the storm zone. Once again, Minneapolis getting it bad. Gabe, good morning. Savannah, good morning. We're seeing another snow ban right now, and it is really coming down. Road conditions are deteriorating, and there are bone-chilling wind chills. Not as much snow as initially forecast overnight, but as you can see, clearly significant. And across the Midwest, ice is a major issue, as hundreds of thousands of people are without power. This morning, a massive winter storm sweeping across the country, causing cars to slide off freeways in Minnesota. The treacherous conditions extending from Utah to South Dakota to Wisconsin, keeping 911 dispatchers on high alert. We do have the influx of winter-related calls. In Arizona, nearly 300 miles of I-40 closed. State police in Wyoming warning of dangerous conditions like this. Newly released video showing a trooper narrowly escaping an out-of-control 18-wheeler. Travel snarled from coast to coast, both on the roads and in the air. 
More than 1,600 U.S. flights canceled Wednesday and thousands more delayed. Crews rushing to treat the runways in Minneapolis-St. Paul. My uh, flight got rescheduled for tomorrow. We don't know if tomorrow's going to be any better. A separate storm system now prompting a rare blizzard warning for the mountains near L.A., a major ski resort in the same area, bracing for up to four feet of snow. 47 million people across 25 states are under winter weather alerts. Back in the Midwest, residents in hard-hit Wisconsin and Michigan are dealing with major power outages. We're working around the clock to get power out as fast as we can. As drivers are extra careful on icy roads. About 10 miles under the speed limit and just trying to, you know what I'm saying, keep traction and prevent from sliding. Across the country, hundreds of flights have already been canceled, and that number is expected to grow throughout the day. Here in Minneapolis, we're expecting this snow to continue through the morning, Savannah. All right, Gabe, thank you very much. Of course, all this wild weather means another busy morning for Al. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. So as you can see, we still have uh, blizzard warnings in effect for the Dakotas and much of Minnesota. Winter storm warnings as well. We're going to be looking at some more ice here in the northeast, especially up in New England. Power outages, difficult travel. That's going to be a problem. And snowfall amounts, northern New England, anywhere from four to six inches of snow and a little more snow, another two to maybe four inches of snow from Minneapolis out to Marquette. Now our attention shifts out west where we've got winter storm watches, warnings, even blizzard warnings just to the north of Los Angeles. Normally these systems come in from the Pacific, but this one dropping down out of Canada, it's going to be bringing in record low temperatures and low snow levels as it plunges to the south. Today it affects northern California with low elevation snow. San Francisco could see some snowflakes today, tomorrow. Heavy rain moves into southern California and lowering snow. Snow levels. Northern California will see snow levels as low as 500 feet. San Francisco, as we said, you could be looking at some of those Bay Area hills, up to eight inches of snow. Southern California, widespread road closures, delays over the mountains just to the north. The first blizzard warnings down there in Southern California since 1989. And heavy rain, significant flooding possible with some high uh, rainfall totals, guys, up to 10 inches of rain. Wow. All right, Al, thank you. Also mm-hmm. this morning, police in Orlando are trying to make sense of an unusual and disturbing mass shooting, a suspect accused of killing a young woman. And then hours later, he apparently went back to the crime scene and opened fire on more victims, including a child and a television news crew. NBC's Guad Venegas joins us with more on this. Guad, good morning. Savannah, good morning. In total, three people are dead and two are being treated at this Orlando hospital. Now, police say a 19-year-old suspect is behind bars as they try to answer questions. Investigators try to determine why the suspect returned to the scene of that original shooting to cause even more damage. Twice in one day, the same Orlando neighborhood the scene of murder and mayhem. Authorities say a gunman opened fire at the same location just hours apart, killing at least three people and leaving two others in critical condition. Authorities arrested 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, a teen they say had a troubled past. He has a lengthy criminal history to include gun charges, aggravated, aggravated battery and assault, 
uh, with a deadly weapon, burglary, and grand theft charges. Among those killed, Dylan Lyons, a 24-year-old journalist for Spectrum News 13 in Orlando. In a GoFundMe page, his sister writing he was a happy soul and wonderful person, adding he loved his fiance and was a devoted son to his mother and father. Our Orlando NBC station's coverage, emotional. There are people here um, who knew that reporter who uh, his fiance uh, and I were just embracing. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. The reporter and photographer were in Pine Hills covering a deadly shooting that happened earlier that day involving a 20-year-old woman who was shot and killed in a vehicle. He was an acquaintance of the, the woman. Just hours later, investigators say the suspect returned to the crime scene and opened fire at the news crew, killing one and critically injuring the other, Jesse Walden, who has been able to speak with investigators and colleagues, according to Spectrum News 13 anchor Greg Angel. Other members of the media jumping in to provide first aid on at least one victim before emergency crews arrived. Deputies say the suspect then went into a nearby home, killing a nine-year-old girl and shooting her mother had no connection to the reporters and no connection um, to the the mother and a nine-year-old. Spectrum News releasing a statement reading in part, our thoughts are with our employees, family, friends, and co-workers during this very difficult time. And local authorities here say they are not sure why the suspect entered the home of that woman and the nine-year-old girl or why the suspect would have attacked that news crew. The sheriff did say that the vehicle that was being used by the news crew was unmarked and he wasn't completely sure if the suspect knew he was shooting at a news crew. Of course, these are questions that will have to be answered as this investigation continues. Savannah? Too many questions. Guad Venegas, thank you very much. Meantime, President Biden returned to the White House overnight following his surprise trip to Ukraine ahead of tomorrow's one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion. And this morning, the eyes of the world are on Vladimir Putin to see what he'll do next. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, is in Moscow. Keir? This morning, more saber-rattling from Russia. President Putin saying in a televised speech, we will pay increased attention to strengthening nuclear capabilities. It comes after he announced Russia will suspend participation in the last remaining arms control treaty with the US. President Biden condemning Russia's withdrawal from the agreement, telling ABC News. It's a big mistake to do that. Not very responsible. The president back home this morning after an historic three-day trip to Poland and Ukraine. Russia says China's leader is expected to travel to Moscow in the coming months to hold a summit with Putin, signaling strengthening ties. Putin meeting with China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, telling the Russian leader there are opportunities in a crisis. It comes amid growing worries about China's potential role in the war. And as the U.S. says, Beijing is considering giving Russia lethal aid. There are various kinds of lethal assistance that they are at least contemplating providing to include weapons. China has pushed back against those allegations, but the Biden administration is considering releasing intelligence it believes shows that China is considering sending weapons, according to U.S. officials who spoke to the Wall Street Journal. Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin! Putin rallying thousands of flag-waving supporters at a concert. But 12 months after Russia invaded Ukraine, the conflict is changing the country. Elena is an actress and theatre director. After a year of conflict, how do you feel? 
Every day is dark and black, and it's a hell. It's my hell on my soul. Thousands of Russians have died on the battlefield. No one, uh, man, don't must die. <laughs> no, no one should die. No, no one should die. All right, here, thank you. Breaking overnight, escalating violence in the Middle East. Israeli fighter jets launching airstrikes in Gaza this morning, hitting a Hamas military compound. Israeli officials say those strikes come in response to rockets that were launched into southern Israel, though the rocket attacks were not immediately claimed by Palestinian militant groups. And it all comes just hours after at least 11 people were killed in a rare daytime arrest operation by Israeli troops and a gun battle that followed. We have a lot more to get to, including the newest round of frustrations and concerns from residents near the site of that toxic train derailment in Ohio. They voiced them directly to the head of the train company last night. And today, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg heads to East Palestine. NBC's Jesse Kirsch has the details. Jesse, good morning. Chanel, good morning. Just moments ago, the NTSB releasing its preliminary report. The findings say that the investigators are focusing on the potential of a wheel bearing going into overheat failure. And the agency says that their report shows that across three different temperature checks across about 30 miles leading up to the derailment, that suspected wheel bearings temperature kept climbing. Overnight, emotions running high in East Palestine. You burned me. We were going to sell our house. Our value went poof. It's Norfolk's disaster, not a train derailment. Residents grilling the CEO of Norfolk Southern on a CNN town hall. I, I don't feel safe in this town now. You took it away from me. What I can do and what I will do is make it right. We're going to get the cleanup right. Even with officials promising the municipal tap water and air in East Palestine are safe, questions are still piling up. Residents like local business owner Mike Zalanek fear for their livelihoods. He's building a new storage facility in the community. I'm already losing business. The CDC says it's on the ground, looking into residents' lingering health concerns. Officials say the air is safe. Do you buy that? I don't buy it. I smell it here today. Same plastic smell. With the railroad and government responses under intense scrutiny, this small community is also quickly becoming a big political football. It's the people that are in here, they're going to get a nice free meal, all right? Former President Donald Trump visiting Wednesday, taking swipes at the Biden administration. Your goodness and perseverance were met with indifference and betrayal in some cases. They were intending to do absolutely nothing for you. The EPA says it has ordered the railroad to perform a cleanup and cover all expenses. The Biden White House blaming Mr. Trump and other Republicans for loosening rail safety measures and environmental protections during his time in office. Later today, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is expected to meet with community members. But some residents here worry they could be facing adversity for generations. You can't dump that much stuff in soil and get away with it. Secretary Buttigieg already touring the derailment area this morning and stressing once again concerns about rail safety. Meanwhile, officials in Texas say they are aware that a Houston area company has been contracted to dispose of potentially dangerous wastewater coming from the Ohio derailment here, stressing, Chanel, that there are communities well beyond Ohio and neighboring Pennsylvania that are worried about the aftermath of this derailment here in Ohio. Chanel? 
All right, Jesse, thank you. One other item. We're getting a new look this morning at that Chinese spy balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina earlier this month. This is the photo taken from a U-2 spy plane as an Air Force pilot tracked the balloon over the central U.S. The spy balloon flew across the country before it was shot down. Uh, the debris later recovered by the military. All right, now let's get the rest of the forecast from Al. Hey, guys. So uh, one story we're going to be tracking, especially in the next half hour, these numerous record highs in the southeast down into the Gulf. Snow, northern New England, of course, across the plains. Record cold coming to the plains. We're going to look at that coming up. Snowy conditions through the southwest and that new storm pushing into the Pacific Northwest. It's going to cause a lot of misery for the West Coast over the next 48 hours. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Thank you, Al. Just ahead, the big question at the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch this morning. Will the defendant himself take the witness stand? We are live at the courthouse with the very latest. And we all know about streaming subscriptions, but what about restaurant subscriptions? What some popular chains are now offering to attract more business and how to figure out if those deals are right for you. But first, this is Today on NBC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. you big brother i'm drinking milk and in the next few years it's gonna give me a lot of what i need for strong bones beautiful skin and a healthy body before you know it i'll be turning the heads of your friends and when i do if you're still the same little creep in a big body i won't even acknowledge you're my brother milk it does a body good Oh, we are seeing on nostalgia this morning. Remember that commercial oh, from the yes. 80s? Yeah, it's an ad campaign for milk. It does a body good. Tom Yamas is with us. Why are we talking about this? I don't, and I almost felt like I, I missed the milk memo. You guys like have like whole like a oh, white yeah, we thing. Are white white milking. Thing yeah, yeah. Milk we're, on a we're milking the story. We're going, <laughs> we're going heavy into milk. Plant-based <laughs> options like soy, oat, and almond have become widely popular, but they're also a source of confusion at grocery stores. The FDA is now weighing in, proposing that while it's fine to call them milk, any non-dairy option should clearly point out its source. They also like to see voluntary labels comparing the nutritional differences with regular milk. So there is a real milk war going yeah. on. 
are it in the makes grocery sense. store. Yeah. Well, you're informed when you shop. All right. We're going to start this half hour with the trial of Alec Murdoch nearing the end. And this could be its most pivotal day. And the big question looming over this case, will Murdoch himself take the stand in his own defense? NBC's Katie Beck covering the trial for us. She's outside the courthouse in Walderboro, South Carolina. Katie, good morning. Well, good morning, guys. Today marks one month since this trial started. We've heard from dozens of witnesses, but none with the ability to help or hurt this case more than Alec Murdoch himself. It is a rare and risky move to see a defendant in a murder trial take the stand, especially in this one, because it could open up the door to questions well beyond the murders. It's a big gamble, Alec Murdoch and his legal team told the judge they're carefully considering whether to put the disgraced former attorney on the witness stand in his own defense. His testimony could open the door to questions about the dozens of financial crimes Murdoch is facing separately. Charges prosecutors say are at the heart of his alleged motive. The defense asking the judge to limit what prosecutors can ask about that on cross-examination if he does testify. I am not going to issue an order in advance limiting the scope of cross-examination. Among the questions Murdoch could be asked about, video that prosecutors say places Murdoch at the crime scene just minutes before Maggie and Paul's murders, despite telling investigators multiple times that he wasn't there. On the stand Wednesday, Mark Ball, a former law colleague who's known Murdoch more than three decades. The defense using his testimony to suggest investigators made mistakes at the crime scene. There was a piece of Paul's skull about the size of a baseball laying there. Did that upset you? It did, very much. I mean, it just really infuriated me. On cross-examination, the state focusing on money Murdoch is accused of stealing from his firm. What you know now about this man who'd been your partner and friend for 34 years causes you to question everything you thought you knew about him. Isn't that right? It does. All of it as the drama surrounding the Murdoch family has become a spectacle beyond the courtroom, including a new Netflix docuseries that focuses on a series of other deaths and alleged misdeeds around the high-profile family. Paul Murdoch's former girlfriend describing a sometimes turbulent and violent relationship. I started crying and that's when uh, Paul got in my face and he just started screaming and uh, that's when Paul slapped me. Murdoch's defense team says they could rest their case as soon as tomorrow, which means after five weeks of testimony, this very complex trial could soon be in the hands of a jury. Savannah. All right, Katie, thank you. Let's bring in NBC senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Laura, good morning. Let's do it this way. Let's do the pros. If you're the defense, (laughs) you're sitting there, it's today. Should we call our guy to the stand? What are the the positives that could come out of that? The pros could possibly be that the jury has watched him for weeks now, and they may be really curious about what he has to say. And perhaps he can sort of humanize himself. Perhaps he can convince them that he's actually devastated about this when they've heard so much witness testimony that he was distracted. He wasn't focused on finding the killers. Maybe he can actually convince the jury this was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Of course, I didn't do it. And maybe he could explain why it is that most witnesses asked have said that it's him on that tape, the video that places him at the murder scene moments before the killings. 
That's also the reason not to call him to the stand, the cross-examination. The cross-examination would be brutal, and I think it's why they're going to end up not doing it. The risk is too high here that not only are they going to press him about what were you doing at the scene of the crime just minutes before everyone agrees that these murders took place. What were you doing there when you told everyone you weren't there and that you had an alibi that appears to have collapsed there? The other thing is these financial crimes. They are going to hammer him lie after lie about those because the judge has now essentially those can come in. And so the the prosecution could just have a field day with him and the defense may just not get enough out of it. It's definitely safer not to call him to the stand, but it is ultimately the client's decision. And here's a lawyer who may think, hey, I think I can, I don't know, convince the jury. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's his call. And if he chooses not to testify, we should be clear. He has no obligation to testify. He can choose to stay silent as much as the jury wants to hear from him. He can sit there and say nothing. And the judge will instruct the jury. You do not get to make what's known as an adverse inference about the fact that he has decided to remain silent. That's his that's his right. It's the prosecution's burden. And then let's talk about this uh, witness that the defense called a former law partner, former good friend of Alex Murdoch. And this one cut both ways because there were key moments for the defense, but the prosecution scored some points too. It was really a double-edged sword. I think the defense thought they really had a great witness there to talk about all of the messy uh, events that were about the crime scene. That person had actually been to the crime scene that night and noticed that everyone's traipsing around. They're not wearing booties. There's water falling down on the actual bodies. Like it was a sloppy investigation. Everybody agrees about that. And the idea there is that it was so sloppy that they didn't pay attention enough and perhaps someone else could have done it. Uh, All they need is one juror to buy into that. The problem is that he also admitted, I don't really know this man. Hmm. This is somebody who lied to me, and perhaps I didn't know him as well as I thought he did. So he really was a double-edged sword uh, for both sides there. And they also said he was 100% sure it was Alex Murdoch's voice on that video. He has to explain that. All right, one way or the other. Uh, All right, Laura, thank you. We shall see. We've got much more ahead, including an eye-opener this morning on sleep. Brand new research is out just this morning, a huge study, and it reveals five factors tied to your nightly habits that could add years to your life. But first, Kaylee Hartung looking at a new way to save money at some of your favorite restaurants. Hey, Savannah, how would you like to skip the wait list for a table at your favorite restaurant or get dinner delivered without additional fees. If you are loyal to some big name restaurant chains, they may have some enticing offers for you. Coming up, we'll tell you about the win-win for some restaurants and their customers facing the stress of inflation. Stay with us. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
We're back 741. Today's Consumer Confidential, our series about this time every morning where we really try to focus on the bottom line. Yeah, if you try to work eating at restaurants into your monthly budget, some popular chains are trying something new to win and keep your business. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us to explain. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Inflation may be slowing, but so many people are still feeling the pinch in their wallets. And with the cost of food still high, restaurants like this one are looking to turn the tables on that high cost of living by giving their diners different options. From chicken to beef to eggs, the price you pay for food at the grocery store remains high. And restaurants, big and small, are feeling that same sting from inflation. Food is getting outrageous. Many businesses have been forced to pass on those costs to consumers, making the price you pay for dine-in and takeout meals more expensive. 8% more than you paid for the same meals last year. That ballooning bill, the main reason over 60% of Americans say they're choosing to eat out less often. I feel like I'm paying more money for either not very much food or not very good food. Now restaurants are trying to turn down the heat on inflation while still cooking up deals for their customers. Some restaurants are even offering subscription plans. At Asian food chain P.F. Chang's, patrons can now pay $6.99 a month for exclusive loyalty perks, including double reward points, jumping to the front of the waitlist for a table, and free delivery. Industry insiders say that new revenue stream will help relieve some of the inflation stress on businesses. Have you all had to adjust your prices to reflect inflation costs? There's no secret that prices had to be adjusted, not only at our restaurant, but really everywhere, right? At this location in Los Angeles, employees say they're firing up more meals for P.F. Chang subscribers every day. At Panera Bread, a $120 annual subscription will get you into its unlimited sip club, where drinks and deliveries are available without any additional fees. Some smaller chains and local restaurants are thinking outside the box, offering inflation-conscious menus with options that are cheaper than a full-price plate. Restaurant operators are becoming pretty innovative in terms of how they operate in this extremely high-cost environment. If you're looking to dine out without breaking the bank, look for daily specials, which often offer a side and a drink for less. Opt for a late lunch instead of a more expensive dinner portion. And if you plan to carry out, see if you can order directly online or through the restaurant's app to help avoid extra delivery fees. Kelly, back to those restaurant subscription plans. How do you know if one's right for you? Yeah, so Chanel, the best way to know if it's a win-win situation is to do the math. It's all about your loyalty. So if there are restaurants that you're ordering from often, visiting often, these subscription models and the perks that come with them, like that free delivery we mentioned, the additional drinks and any discounts, those can truly be worth it. But also, like any good deal, you've got to read the fine print. Check the cancellation policies. You do not want to be stuck in a situation with a subscription that you're not using. Guys, very good advice. All right. Thank you, Kaylee. I think I would use a subscription at Chipotle. I would I would use it. <laughs> be like bang for your buck. Yeah. Right. yeah. Waffle House. Oh, oh yeah. That'd be good. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah.
waffles. <laughs> anyway, let's show you what we've got going on right now. Take a look at these temperatures through the southeast and mid-Atlantic states. Washington, D.C., we will probably see a record there, 81 degrees. Cherry blossoms getting ready to bloom. They, we've got blooms on, or, or buds on the trees here in New York City. Charlotte may tie a record at 78. Tallahassee, 82. New Orleans, the Big Easy, 83 could break a record today. Now, here comes the cold air. Watertown, New York, 17 degrees below average with a high of 17 tomorrow. 20 in Green Bay. Wichita Falls, 50. Still warm, though, down in Atlanta, New Orleans, Daytona Beach, and Wilmington. And then into next week, temperatures start to warm up. Saturday, Cleveland, you're at 39. You're up to 57 on Monday. Uh, Washington, D.C., 43 on Saturday, 57 by Sunday. And you warm up all the way down in Nashville, 75 degrees by Monday. But out west, we are looking at record low temperatures. Morning lows. Portland, you're in the teens Friday and Saturday. Billings, minus 17 for your low tomorrow morning. Los Angeles, look at these low temperatures into the low 40s and snowflakes may be flying. We're going to keep an eye on that as well. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Thank you. Coming up next on The Boost, wait till we show you one woman's amazing reaction to a birthday gift that was hiding an even bigger surprise right after this. Welcome back. Jacob Sobros joins us now. It's Jacob, good, morning, guys. good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Let's get the boost. A woman who thought she was getting something nice to wear as her birthday present was in for a surprise that almost had her in shock. Okay, Elma oh, started no, no. opening the gift bag from her daughter, Kim. She soon learned that she was about to become a grandmother twice over. What is this? What's up? Oh, oh, I love it. Everybody oh, screamed. The surprise was even bigger because Elma didn't even know her daughter was trying to start a family. Oh, that's sweet. There's always a risk of a heart attack with a surprise like that. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Double trouble. Yeah. That's well, funny. Well, speaking of twins. I was going to say, can you imagine these folks? I'm like, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I actually can't imagine twins. Could you imagine having that feeling, though, twice in just 13 months? Well, that is exactly what happened to this couple. And we can't wait oh. to introduce you to their adorable and odds-defying family. Plus, you guys, we have had Stabler here. Now it's time for Benson. Mariska Hargitay joining us to talk Law & Order, SVU, and what's next for our favorite will-they-won't-they-do, though. <laughs> Stick around. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 